Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 99, the second paragraph, if there be divorce or separation, and we're going to read through three paragraphs ending with no matter your present circumstances. Today's readers are Chris, uh, Sally A. on the 12 Steps, Rocky I. on the 12 Traditions. And we have uh, our readers of the text are Christine M., Sherry K.B., and Stephanie L. The reference number for Thursday, September 14th, I don't have that in front of me, one second, is... For Thursday, September 14th at 10 a.m. is 10433, 10433. And this morning's meeting, Friday, September 15th at 7 a.m. is 10434, 10434. Our preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group that has has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sally A. to read the 12 steps. Sally. Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning, West Coast visionaries. It's Sally A. in New York, a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these character, these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. I pass. Thank you, Sally A. I will now ask Rocky I to read the 12 traditions. Rocky. Good morning, this is Rocky. I recovered in Tempe, Arizona. The 12 traditions. One. Oh, can I be first? Sorry. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. One. Uh, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends, on, depends upon OA unity. Two. For our group purpose, there is one but ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself 
in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They did not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the uh, compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group are never endorsed, financed, or lent the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group are to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such and never be organized, but we might create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name and never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relationship, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rocky I. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except for the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 99. It's on uh, the second paragraph. It starts with, if there be divorce or separation. We're going to read through three paragraphs, ending with, no matter your present circumstances. And we will be commenting on all three paragraphs. And I will now read, uh, ask Christine M. to be our reader. Yes, good morning, everyone. My name is Christine M., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Missouri. If there be divorce or separation, there should be no undue haste for the couple to get together. The man should be sure of his recovery. The wife should fully understand his new way of life. If their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis since the former did not work. This means a new attitude and spirit all around. Sometimes it is to the best interest of all concerned that a couple remain apart. Obviously, no rule can be laid down. Let the alcoholic continue his program day by day. When the time for living together has come, it will be apparent to both parties. Let no alcoholic say he cannot recover unless he has his family back. This just isn't so. In some cases, the wife will never come back for one reason or another. Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent on people. upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. We have seen men get well whose families have not returned at all. We have seen others slip when the family comes back too soon. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. And um, what's jumping out in the, of the page at me this morning is um, remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. Um, 
because I know for me um, that is where um, I'm going to get fulfilled is in my connection with the power greater than myself, which I, which I choose to call God. Um, sometimes I try to look for fulfill, fulfillment or look for myself to be whole and, you know, reliance on other people in, you know, my grade point average or, um, you know, buying something new, a new shirt or something like that. And the truth of the matter is is that I'm trying to fill a God-shaped hole. And so um, the only thing that works for me is God. And the other things may, um, may you know, give me satisfaction for a few minutes. But it doesn't have any staying power like my relationship with God does. Um, because God loves me no matter what the circumstances. Um, that's one thing. And then another thing is the promise where it says, follow the dictates of a higher power and you are presently living a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Um, what that reminds me of is, you know, in the other part of the book where it talks about, you know, God will enable us to match calamity with serenity. And, you know, my present circumstances, um, some are good and some are not so good. But the way I react to them um, and the way I think and the way I feel is completely different than how I reacted to them before. Um, and that's through the work of the 12 steps and um, living in steps 10, 11, and 12 and getting connected with the power greater than myself and staying connected on a daily basis to the best of my ability. So um, so this promise um, comes true for me all the time. Um, it really does. And... You know, there could be a lot of things going on around me. There could be a lot of confusion going on around me, um, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, something I've created or something that um, that's going on around me that's out of my control. But um, if I have a, you know, spiritual connection and I remember to pause and um, get reconnected or, or I tense step when I feel a disconnect there, and then um, reconnect with God in step 11 and be of service in step 12, then um, I can live in a new and wonderful world. So I'm just really grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Christine Ann. I'm now going to take a list of readers, uh, I mean, people who want to share on page it's, uh, 99. It's the second paragraph for three paragraphs. Who do I have? Kathleen O. I I think I have Sue uh, G and Kathleen O. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Oh, cool. Wendy M. Okay, I got Wendy M, but I missed the two that were on top. Jody E. Q. Okay, Jody E. Q. And Shannon. Is that Shannon B. Shannon S. Sandy D. I'm sorry, I'm not getting that name. Sandy D. Shamby B? No. Sandy, like the beach. D. Okay. D. Shamby D. Okay, I have Sue G, Kathleen O, Wendy M, Jody EQ, Shannon S, Shamby D. And if I'm slaughtering that name, we'll get that fixed uh, when we start. So start Sue G, followed by Kathleen O, please. Good morning, this is Suji from Michigan, um, recovered by the grace of God. Um, This reminds me of back on on page 95. Um, It said that if he is to find God, the desire must come from within. So, um, now I lost the page. Oh, so, I did lose my page now. I flipped. (laughs) It's page 99 and 100. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, so that, you know, it, unless it comes from within, it's not going to come. And um, according to the big book. But if if they're willing to um, look for a power outside themselves, or actually within, but a power that's not them, um, then you walk with them every day, day by day, in the spiritual progress, and make spiritual progress. Um, I've had a sponsor that I, I, there's no way that any spiritual
substantial progress was being made because um, her higher power was something that she just couldn't relate to, and she wasn't willing to look um, to a, a god of her understanding of, of what you know, like like Abby asked Bill, and uh, we had to we had to stop meeting. Um, but you know, I. Remarkable things can happen if you persist. And I'm not real pushy when it comes to spiritual things. Um, I do share my experience and what spiritual, what the spiritual experience and how my progress has helped me in my program. And that, you know, I I put myself in God's hands every day. And... um, I do live, you know, my life is much more wonderful, even with all the problems I have. Uh, that's why it says no matter what your pro- what your present circumstances are, you're, you're living a wonderful world. I'm still looking for that wonderful world, but I am a much better world. Um, some things, if they never change, they're chronic. Uh, it's it's hard. It, it's it's really hard. You have to really depend on God. And I find that when I don't, then my whole life seems to, my whole program seems to start going downhill and I have to really pick it back up again. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Suji. Kathleen O. followed by Wendy M. Good morning. Thank you so much. This is Kathleen O., Recovers Compulsive Overeater in California. And I'm just feeling the excitement of everybody who's headed towards that convention or is already there. Unfortunately, I can't go this year, but I did go last year, so I know what they're in store for, and it is going to be amazing. Um, so, you know, these paragraphs are so relevant to me right now. Um, you know, my husband and I both have addictions. I have, you know, an addiction with food. He's got an addiction with alcohol. And unfortunately, um, he's not in recovery. And, um you know, I, it's hard because we're both retired, and at this point in my life, I think, gosh, you know, I don't want to start over. I'm not 20, I'm not 30, I'm not 40. Um, and so, you know, and this has been going on. Um, his, unfortunately, his alcoholism uh, progressed a lot. It's like the story in the big book. The guy retires and just starts drinking himself to death. And um, so... You know, I've been, I I constantly go to God. I go to God every day and and it's like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And, you know, and I've been getting messages, but um, kind of ignoring them because, um, you know, I want it my way. And, and anyway, it has been progressing and I just, you know, get down on my knees and I say, God, please show me what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, you know, the last few days something happened where I got a really, really clear message that I need to separate from my husband. And that is very, very scary. Um, but, you know, these paragraphs tell me that, that, that there is always hope. And, you know, I, I need to bring my troubles to my higher power. Um, I need to go to my higher power for guidance and direction. And, you know, and, and it's not about um, fixing, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I feel very fortunate that, um, you know, for, for ever since I've been with Vision particularly, you know, realizing it's not about fixing the outside of me, but repairing the inside of me. And I feel like I've done a lot of work on that. Um, my favorite paragraph is this last paragraph. Um, <clears throat> when we put when we put ourselves in God's hands, we're better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances, exclamation. So I have to have trust and faith in God. I have to stay out of fear um, and just, you know, be open and willing to take the next right step. And um, I have to tell you, to have you, all of you that, you know, I am able to do outreach calls with and talk to um, it's amazing that although this is a scary thing and it's, it's hard and it's sad and, um, you know, to be able to, um, talk to you guys, I, I can actually stay in the day and stay serene and happy and not have to eat over it. Thank God I don't have to eat over it. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And everybody enjoy the convention. 
Thank you so much, Kathleen O. Wendy M. followed by Jody EQ. Yes, uh, good morning, Wendy M. Uh, recovered gratefully in Colorado and currently sitting with visionaries in a little circle at the Marriott Hotel in Newark, New Jersey. And it says here, if you persist, persist, remarkable things will happen. This is remarkable that I'm sitting with my sisters and brothers right now. That's a remarkable, remarkable gift. And it happened because I persisted, because I'm taking this program of action quite seriously and taking action. So I just want to... Um, I just want to tell you all that it's electric here. Um, I also want to say that it says here um, about dependence of people. One second. Um, it says, yeah, that um, your recovery is not dependent upon people. And, you know, I've been addicted to people my whole life. I was addicted to food and I was addicted to people. And um, guess what? What a freeing sentence that is. It tells me it's not about my relationships with people, places, things, outside, whatevers. It's just my relationship with God. That's really freeing. And I got to tell you, I'm sure everybody in my life is so delighted that I'm not no longer addicted to them. I mean, it's freeing for them as well. And the other thing I want to say that I heard this morning at 7 a.m. was the, um, you know, somebody's plan was to wait for their husband to change. You know, and I've been waiting for my husband to change since the day he put a ring on my finger. And that plan really didn't work very well because it was all about page 60 to 63. It was just how can I control, cajole, you know, as long as I do something, as long as I twist it up just a little bit, I can get him to change so I'll be okay. And the remarkable thing about this program is I'm totally in love with my husband. I find him physically attractive. This is good. Um, and it's not my plan. You know, God's like, Wendy, set aside what you think you know. Wendy, move to the side, sweetie. You need to get out of the way. You're in the way. You're the problem in your marriage. And now that I've gotten that, I'm getting it. I'm seeing it all over the place. I'm arrogant. I think I've been better than him. I mean, all of it has just been such a bondage to myself. And it's been completely in the way of the marriage. So now what's going on is I've set aside what I think I know. I'm getting out of the way, and I'm seeing this beautiful gift in front of me, this husband who is perfect for me. Never thought he was. Only saw his flaws. He's perfect for me. What a gift. And God's like, okay, finally. You know, they've been waiting. These people have been waiting for me to finally get it, to finally get that there is a gift right in front of me, and it's my husband. I never would have seen this if I was not working the big book vision for you method. Um, and I think I'm going to, Oh no, I'm going to stop right there. Um, thanks for letting me share. And I so look forward to meeting all of you in Newark. All right. Love you all. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Wendy. And that's so exciting to imagine all of you sitting there. I was sitting in um, Virginia beach uh, for that first meeting. So, so fun. And hello to everybody. Jody EQ followed by Shannon S. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered at the airport in Newark, New Jersey. So this uh, first paragraph about divorce or separation. Oh, my gosh. It's such a long... Jody EQ, we just... You just dropped out. I don't know if you can start one again. We'll give her just a second. If not, we'll go on to Shannon S. Can you hear me? This is Jody. Yes, go ahead, Jody. You just dropped okay. out for a second. All right. So um, I like this sentence. No rule can be laid down about divorce or separation. I was raised Catholic. And there, there was a rule about divorce. There is a rule. And um, that has been difficult for me because I am divorced. Um, and yes, there is this ideal to stay married. But sometimes it doesn't work out. And sometimes I'm not the only one in control. There are two people here. My husband wanted the divorce. Um, I do believe in the power of these steps 
to transform relationships, absolutely. And in fact, my relationship with my husband has been transformed, and today we're on very, very good terms, for which I'm so grateful. And I do attribute that to my abstinence and to the working of these steps. Who knows, for all I know, the time for living living together could come. I have no idea that's in God's hands, but it's not here now. And so today I can be kind, tolerant, patient, and loving towards him with ease. It's easy for me to do that today. And as a sponsor, this is the chapter working with others. If I have a sponsee or a protege who is divorced or separated, it's not for me to say what they should do. My, my role as the sponsor is to simply guide my protege through these 12 steps, relying complete, encouraging my sponsee to rely completely on their higher power and to pray for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, everyone. Can't wait to see everybody. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jody EQ. Shannon S. followed by Sandy D. Shannon? Good morning. This is Shannon S. Uh, gratefully recovered just outside of Buffalo, New York. Thank you, Sylvia, for your service and everybody on the line. Um, I hope everybody has an amazing time at the convention. Um, unfortunately, I had some family circumstances that just yesterday I needed to decide to not attend. Um, so this this passage really reminded me of when I first came into program. Um, I uh, was actually... Um, a few months in to divorce proceedings with my husband at the time. Um, and uh, some of it was, you know, my choice, and um, some of it was, was his choice. And, um, I mean, I, I really thought for a long time there that, um, you know, I, I need to have a relationship. I felt so lonely. Um, I really, really um, related to uh, the share earlier about uh, people addiction. Um, and so I was, um, I was on my own. I had three little kids, five, three, and one. Um, I didn't have a job and, um, I was trying to recover. And that was also before I found a vision for you. So I was trying to recover in rooms where I really wasn't hearing the actual program of recovery, um, spoken. But anyways, um, so I came into vision and still had that, that thought, you know, I, I'm so lonely. I need somebody. And, um, I will, I will never forget. Um, it was actually in my house. It was February of 2012. And, um, God spoke through the fog and said, um, and said, Shannon, you know, I will not bring anybody else into your life in terms of a significant other until I'm your best friend. And it was like, oh, wow, that, that was powerful. And I actually wrote it in the back of a daily reader. And I look at that. And now, um, you know, it's 2017, and um, I'm, I'm still divorced from my, my ex-husband. And uh, sometimes the interactions are easy, and um, sometimes they're not. Like right now, there's a lot going on, and it, it's not easy. But you know what? Um, I recovered. I, I recovered um, before I was even dating anybody. Um, God really convicted me that I just needed that time with with him, with the steps, with my spiritual growth, with my family, with my friends, with my kids. And, you know, now today I'm recovered and um, I'm, I'm remarried to a wonderful man who, um, who is wonderful but not perfect, of course. And um, I can look at him with love and I can also look at my ex with love um, despite being uh, in addiction and not having any recovery. So um, I just say that to bring hope to people that, um, whatever it is, you know, wife or no wife, job or no job, marriage, divorce, whatever it is, you know, despite my circumstances, I will recover if I follow the directions in that big book. It doesn't matter my circumstances. I could have two pennies in my pocket and just a shirt on my back, and, and I can do it if I am willing to go to any length. So I'm just so grateful that uh, the willingness came, and, and I just kept pushing, and I'm so grateful for all of you for rooting me on as I did. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Shannon S. Sandy D., it's your turn. Sorry for butchering your name before. That's okay. Thanks, Sylvia. This is Sandy D., compulsive overeater from New York, 
in Newark Airport at the meeting with the other visionaries and so, so grateful to be here. Um, this is uh, spiritually feeding me like food could never do. Um, the person that I have a strained relationship with is um, my adult child. And yes, I have eaten at my son. I have eaten at my husband. So this idea of um, my my recovery being dependent on them is is a myth. My dependence has to be on God. And there's uh, three pages that I know of where it, the book talks about putting ourselves in God's hands. That's 80, 100, and 120. It might be more. Um, so my default has been self-sufficiency, and I am not recovered at this point. I had been, but um, uh, kind of became self-sufficient. So now I am um, in the middle of my fourth step, and I know that when I get recovered, I will feel the flow the sense of God flow into me, like, you know, the promises say. Um, the, the separation um, from my adult child is um, part of my um, being overly reactive and um, not having God's presence or God's presence of mind to think before I speak. So I know that, you know, this path of spiritual progress is, um, you know, where God put us right now. And my imagination is not big enough to imagine what God has in store for us. Um, but I have faith that um, God wants uh, both of us to heal whatever addiction my son has and um wants me to heal from my food addiction. Um, thank you for allowing me to share. And I also look forward to meeting everybody when you get here. Thanks very much, Sylvia. Pass. Thank you, Sandy D. I'll now take another list, and we're sharing on the bottom, the second paragraph of 99 for three paragraphs. Courtney B. C. I have Courtney B. Carolyn Elliot R. Ginger C. Elliot R. Ginger C. Okay, so let let me tell you who I have, and then we'll figure out who I've missed. That Courtney B. Reggie O. Ginger C. Sherry K. B. Who did Elliot R. Carolyn C. Carolyn C. Okay, I have Elliot R. Carolyn C. Okay, let's try and go with that. Courtney B., Reggie O., Ginger C., Sherry K.B., Elliot R., Carolyn C. And if you could all mute, we have a lot of noise on the line right now. Oh, thank you. Uh, so let's start with Courtney B., followed by Reggie O. Good morning. This is Courtney B., Northern California. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, well, you know, I thought of, boy, my relationships when I came in were as sick as my body the dynamics in my family were really were so wrapped up with eating and food. It was our way we connected. And I can tell you way too many times when I'd be there, I would say, well, this is how we connect, so I'll eat the way they're eating and blow my abstinence. And when I came in, I had one friend left, and she was my binge buddy. And when, and, and when I told her and I told my sister, I'm going to go into OA, um, my friend shamed me for it, belittled me for it. My sister actually brought over a big plate of brownies and crap, and I was so hurt. And I was at an Al-Anon meeting, and I, in my mind I realized, I feel like, you know, as a family we are circling the drain because they're all compulsive overeaters and addicts. We're all circling the drain and God isn't asking me to save them. I felt like it was loyalty to go down with them, like I'm in the mob or something. You know, we all had to go down. But God didn't ask me that. He asked me to save myself. So I remember praying, God, if I'm going to do this, 
and lose my friend and my family. Please provide me with friends and family. And and absolutely, God did. And when I went back and I would bring my food to family stuff, got a few looks, but after a while, nobody said a word. Nobody said a word. It was quite remarkable. And the friend that was shaming me for the meetings, I told her, I talked to her about it, and it never changed. So I dropped her. And... um, and I've been, and what's been replaced? Tons of warm mommy nurturing women, wonderful sisters to share with on recovery. Mm-hmm. There is still sadness about my family, and I pray about it, but I release them into God's good care. My path, my recovery, oxygen on me first. And, and, and then when I go, I don't feel crazy. There's not the chaos. They've kind of accepted, oh, Courtney's not going to be eating the cakes and the pies and the blah, blah, blah. And I leave sad because of the addiction present, but at peace. And so grateful that God has not asked me to go down with them in the, down the toilet. Um, I, I am on a new path, and with that, I passed. Thank you, Courtney B. If I could ask everyone to mute, we have someone kind of coughing and stuff on the line. Reggie O, followed by Ginger C. Reggie? Can you hear me, Sylvia? Yes. Great, great. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service and everybody who's on the line this morning. And uh, I first want to say that I woke up this morning to a text from a visionary who was sitting uh, in a room full of other visionaries in Newark, and I could honestly feel the electricity, the beautiful spiritual electricity uh, just by reading the text. So it's, and it's great to hear people share who are in the airport or there. And uh, I really, you know, I really feel like I'm very much a part of it, even if I'm not there. So uh, and it's great to be here. I'm so glad we're so glad we're here today. Um, well, you know, just huge. I this is such amazing, amazing things here and. Um, you know, no rule can no rule can be laid down. You know, I'm I'm thinking. I was thinking most recently as I was listening to people about my family in Georgia, sisters and um, sister and brothers, and you know, and I was I was the big sister and I was the caretaker and I was who everybody looked up to to give direction and instruction and you know all kind of things like that. And I carried that role for the lo- longest, longest, longest time. And it was. You know, in many respects, it was such a burden, and any in many respects, it became entrenched, and it actually kept me from the, you know, kept me from the the intimacy and the connection and just that heartfelt love I wanted to share with my, you know, have with my family, and I have been able to release that in an amazing way, and it's been, you know, and it, you know, it, it's been a really long time that I've been the oldest of all those siblings, and it's been since I've been doing this work through the big book with visionary, with the visionaries that I have been able to primarily release my role and be there for them, not know it, not thinking I have the answer for them, but loving them and being a good, you know, a really good sister. And I experienced that uh, last week because they were right in the line of the hurricane moving through southeast Georgia that was coming up, Irma. And I was talking to my brother, a very sensitive guy, and he was upset and I was there for him. I got off the phone and my heart was just so big with love for him and you know as much as I love my siblings um, I've never felt love in that way before it was just pure and open and it was just that's what it was so I felt immensely grateful and um, and you know and then it's interesting you know I love that in the paragraph it says uh, when the time for living together has come it will be apparent you know we'll we ask God for thoughts we ask to be led and it actually is shown and and then in the next end of the next paragraph, it says, we have seen others slip when the family came back too soon. You know, when I wasn't, or, you know, if I put myself in that situation, when I, when I wasn't able to listen to the, you know, the direction of God, whatever that may be, uh, things just don't work out. You know, whatever the thing is, it just doesn't work out when I'm trying to be the, you know, the lead in this equation. And the, the promises of this last paragraph are really just so beautiful and powerful for me, you know. If you persist, you know, you you must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress, and I hear my time going off, and I'm just really grateful to be here with you all today and to be able to share this beautiful experience. Thank you, Reggie. Ginger C., followed by Sherry KB. Hi, good morning, Sylvia. Thank you so much for your service. 
and welcome to everyone on the line, especially the newcomer. This is Ginger C. Recovered in Colorado. And feeling the excitement from that East Coast, I'm like, man, we're out west, but boy, we're feeling it, people. So keep it going. Um, and I just love this sentence. If you persist, remarkable, remarkable things will happen. And that's exactly what happens for each and every one of us recovered. Selfish, self-centered fear is the root of my troubles. I am all about ginger, I, self, and me. And because of this process, this practical program, you know, staying into action like someone mentioned, I get out of me and I get into you. It's remarkable. And I love on page 53, you know, this is what it was for me before I found this big book. It says, we have not once sought, and this is 53 in the 12 and 12, but it says, we have not once sought to be in one in a family, to be a friend among friends, to be a worker among workers to be a youthful member of society. No, because I'm selfish and self-centered, and it's all about me. It was never about you, and it was never fitting myself right to be amongst you and others in all realms, family, work, friends. And today I think more about you than I think about me. And that's exactly what page 77 tells us. That's what our real purpose is, is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us, and how we may help meet their needs. So I'm just so grateful, too, that after 24 years in AA, you would think that I would know the big book. But no, I was Herbert Spencer's quote in the back. I wasn't having the big book because it was like Charlie Brown. It made no sense, and it was dry and boring, and I did not like it. So I guess when the student's ready, the teacher appears, and thank you, God, because my life is uh, just unbelievably incredible, and it's all because of following these clear-cut directions a day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Sherry KB, followed by Elliot R. Good morning, Sophia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, and good morning, everybody on the line, new, old, and at the convention. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, let's see. Uh, what I want to jump into is if their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis since the former did not work. This means a new attitude and spirit all around. Um, you know, in the past, you know, it was all about me changing my husband. And today it's like me changing me, looking at my part. Um, things are changing around me right now as we speak uh, in my relationship. And so I'm, you know, just really leaning on God a lot and, God is my go-to, um, absolutely. What do you want me to do now, God? How do you want me to do this? How do you want me to be? How do you want me to act, God? What would you have me be and do? Um, I really lean on my higher power a lot. And then I love this line, and when it's, it, I think this is one of the most important lines and sentences in the book, is remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. So, it means to me that I tell my sponsees that, you know, you're you're you need to depend hundred percent on your higher power and not on me. Rely on me for support, but rely on higher power for everything. And whenever a, a sponsee asks me a question, I always say, you know, go talk to three recovered people but the bottom line is when it gets down to it, it's between you and your higher power. It's always between you and your higher power no matter what. Um the answer is always between you and your higher power. And I really believe in that, and I think it's important. And, of course, these um, promises here were ju are just beautiful. Um, I, I love this one that says, um, of course, the remarkable things, but also that, you know, things came to us when we put ourselves in God's hand. We're, we're better than anything we could have planned. Um, and I see that. I see that all the time. And what I do know that from here on out, you know, that's what I want to do because I see the difference. I see the results that are going on in my life due to me turning my will in my life over to my higher power and not running the Sherry Show and what a difference it is. And, you know, following the dictates of my higher power. Not, you know, I used to let the food dictate my life. I no longer let that happen. 
the guiding force for me, the guiding principles is my higher power, and everything else falls after that, and it makes such a difference in my life, and I'm just so grateful, and just, I keep seeing things so well, and, you know, it used to, I'd take a bite of the food, and it lasted great for about four seconds. Every time I go to my higher power, it gets better and better and better and better, and I'm just so grateful for that, and so grateful for all of you, and have a great time at the convention. Yay! Thank you, Sherry KB. Elliot R. followed by Carolyn C. Elliot? Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Can I be heard? Yes, I can. Thank you. Excellent. Hi, guys. Elliot R., uh, recovering compulsive overeater in New York City. Um, wow, what a uh, um, very inspiring call this morning. Um, yeah, and, and I'm also like feeling the energy. I'm going to be joining everyone at the convention tomorrow because um, of some mishaps with work today but just um you know and and what i just to say what a gift it is to be able to be so supported and so loved by a group of people who are also very aware that we are not each other's solution you know um that like and that's what i've, I've been hearing today you know um that my recovery my life is really dependent on my connection to a higher power to something greater than myself that can restore me to sanity around the food and then really around the rest everything in my life you know i mean um, for me, it, it really it started with the food, but it, like um, it just it's 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 amazing how applicable this program is to everything in my life. Um, yeah, and I also have friends who share you know the highs and the lows with um, because of this program. So the people are a very important part of it too. Um, yeah, um, this might be a really short share. I'm just I'm just you know yeah. I just it's just really good for me to remember that like. Um, Everything in my life stays based on is dependent on my spiritual condition. Like I don't have the life that I have today um, if it if it weren't for it weren't for that. Um, if it weren't for my connection with God and and also just to remember as a sponsor, um, as a you know, burgeoning sponsor, I'm I'm finishing my ninth step and working ten and eleven now. That like my job with any human being is to um, not be their higher power, but in some way be a connection to their higher power. So for me as a sponsor, you know, it would be to work the 12 steps out of the, out of the big book, you know, as written, and then like push them towards reliance upon a power greater than, greater than themselves because um, when I am the one running my life, my foundation is built on sand and like I need cement and like, you know, you guys, the program is my cement. Um, and like it's, ha- it's, 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 it's beautiful to say that and then to look at my life today and to see how stable my life is compared to the way it was, um, you know, like with, with any like, you know, mildly rough wave, my boat capsized. And today, like I have a God life preserver on. Um, so very grateful for that fact today. Um, and just turning over that I'm also a little nervous about showing up to the convention tomorrow. You know, I'm not a newcomer in OA and I'm, um, but I'm a newcomer in vision and, it, and I kind of feel like, like the new kid in school. Um, which is a beautiful place to be. And like, just also say that my, um, you know, OA in general has been such a great, the community of OA has been such a great, like, safe practice zone for relationships with human beings in general. Like, how do I want to act? And how does God want me to act around other human beings? And how, how can I be of service in my, um, my relationships in my life? And so um, I'm looking forward to another beautiful growing experience. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elliot R. And now, Carolyn C., you'll close us out. And uh, Carolyn, you have about two minutes. Uh, if you could keep it a little short, that'd be great. Okay, great. This is Carolyn C. Can I be heard? Yes. Great. Hi, everyone. I am calling from Colorado, gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, recovered just for today and grateful for that. Um, I am I'm so excited for everyone who's in Newark. And I'm equally excited that we are having our Uh, Region 3 convention here in Colorado this weekend. And so there's a lot of energy going on around here. Um, This this passage really speaks to me. Um, If there be divorce or separation, there should be no undue haste for the couple to get together. The man should be sure of his recovery. And this, um, obviously, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is relationships. 
interpersonal relationships. But for me, I've had, I'm on my third sponsor since I started. One of them was a vision sponsor, and I was so excited about that relationship and the work that I was doing and that we were doing and that God was leading me through. And um, and then that relationship ended, and um, I was very hurt at first. You know, for about 24 hours, I had a pity party, and I was mad at the vision, and I was mad at the, you know, at the world. And um, and then I just I sat with God, and you know, asked God what what would God have me do? And it was to reach out to my fellows locally, and um, eventually, you know, everything has found its way and my recovery with my higher power has been the cornerstone of everything and the the beautiful thing is that it, it taught me not to rely on a person or a meeting or a phone call but that it's all part of my spirit led journey and I'm so excited for the vision meeting convention happening I hope to be there next go around um, and I, I just hope to bring the message of the big book to my local Region 3 convention and to share my recovery and, and my experience with my higher power and hope that it can have an impact in even just one person. And thank you for letting me share and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thank you, Carolyn C. And thank you to everyone who shared and thank you for Team Wednesday, uh, Team Friday. I'm sorry, and uh, and love to all of you in Newark. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And will Sherry KB please read that? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it with your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and surely you will meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.